Welcome to It Takes a Village, a podcast for parents of teenagers. You're not alone, and here we equip you with ideas and resources to help you walk confidently in your role as the primary discipler in your child's life. This podcast is hosted by the youth ministry staff at First Baptist Church Arlington. And that includes Kirk Crodel, our youth pastor, Tanner Watson, our guys minister, and me, Chelsea, our girls minister. We hope that this is a valuable resource to you because it really does take a village. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Good to be here today. Um, before we get started with our topic for the day, will y'all mm. tell me something good? Oh, you know, you know. Tanner, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, I do. You said, you know, you know. I'll tell you something good, all right. I went to a conference this week, and it was a blast. Um, I feel like I learned a lot. It, the whole point of the conference was meeting with other young ministers and then getting mentored by a minister who's just uh, run the race a little longer than us. Love that. Uh, saw our pastor, Dr. Wiles, there, uh, and it was just a really sweet time. We worshiped together, had a lot of good questions. I feel like I gleaned a lot, and good. I had a really good time. And yeah. some free barbecue was involved. Oh, so. uh, you know, I know that that's near and dear. We to had heart. some free barbecue, barbecue too. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, we had free barbecue. Shout out to David's <laughs> for right. sponsoring Come First Baptist Harris. Church of Arlington. Next time you're in Pantigo, uh, make sure you stop by David's and grab some of that uh, famous barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Chelsea, what you got? Uh, goodness. So uh, last time I talked about being excited about going on vacation, and oh, we went right. on vacation. Yes, and I you think did. I've I've annoyed people talking about it okay, so much, but um, it was just the best time, and it was really relaxing. Although my idea of relaxing and Kyle's idea are very different, so we Thanks would go like <laughs> spend our mornings on the beach, um, and I brought some like fluffy romance novels, you know, like. And he was reading work productivity books. Like, oh. I think he read he was reading a book called Decision Sprint, and I wow. thought that doesn't sound fun. So um, <laughs> it's a great just, vacation book. We're different people. I would look over and be like, "Are you good? Are you bored?" And he was like, "No, I'm fine." <laughs> so, okay, great. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> but mm. it was awesome. We felt refreshed, and we came back. And yeah, Tanner and I are actually fun. planning to go. I don't know if we've told you, we're oh. planning to go on an excursion there ourselves. Okay, it's, it sounded so good. We're just yeah. do the, the zip line and yeah, it's getting couples. We are actually. I, I've said this. My mm-hmm. wife is. Well, she listens. I didn't oh, tell oh. her though. I'm like, I'll, this is where I want to go on Listen. our anniversary. I could sell next it next year. I'm like, I'm so in. I started following. Shoot, on I feel Facebook, like I could sell it too. That's okay. That's a really good point. Uh, okay, you ready? Let's hear it. Uh, how about those Texas Longhorns? Oh Can my I just say gosh. it? Yeah, I knew Tanner would love that. Gosh. Yeah. Number four We're in back. the nation. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I feel like you were this yeah. way when you were winning. So let him, let <laughs> him right. have his moment. Hey, if, yeah, That's there fair. was a That's tie. Fair. Yeah, it's been a while, y'all, since our horns uh, have done much. And I'm sure there will be a spot somewhere this season where my head will be hung low, maybe more than one. Sure. I'm like, they did it to me again. When they come to but Waco. at this point, oh, goodness we'll see. gracious. <laughs> I'm, Surely they could beat Texas State, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Surely. 
It's, I'm not. I'm not confident. Else. I think we're going to go ten and two. We've had our two okay, losses. Right, yeah, you knocked that out. <laughs> the double digit win is. Uh, it's on its way. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, it was a good weekend. It's been yeah, a long it was. It was a good sure. weekend in our sports. Like the Cowboys won. Oh man, how about those Cowboys? Oh my gosh! Wow, that was. Rangers are back on track. Oh, Aaron Rodgers had a. Great four plays yeah, before that crazy. fifth play of his career with the Jets. We should start a sports podcast. You know the world needs another one of those. That's right. There are very few of those out there, and it would. That's right. None of them that have our perspective. We probably got an edge on the market. I, so. I think hey, we do. But you yeah. know what kind of podcast this is? Okay, what is this one? This is a podcast for parents. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those. Oh. Yeah, you are. And you know, I was talking to one of our parents today about how we have. I've said that this is a, a podcast for parents of teenagers, but I feel like a lot of this really does apply to parents at any stage. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Even if you don't have kids yet, like you, I, yes. I, like like me, <laughs> <laughs> when you're young and good looking, like me. Mm, that's right. That's right. I mention that often, actually. Tanner, <laughs> what we're talking about. God, to be young and good looking like Tanner. Wow. Tanner. All right. Okay. Now. Well, there's, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> What's okay. next? <laughs> okay, well, carrying right along. Well, how, about, how about we talk about this? We began something last night uh, here on our church campus. Midweek. So, midweek, yeah. Midweek's been, what, week two? Mm-hmm. So kicked off a couple weeks ago. Last night we had our first of five sessions of this uh, intentional parenting, um, I, I don't know, class, seminar, whatever. We're hanging out together with some parents and just trying to talk about some things. There's there's 10 topics we're going to talk about over five weeks. And so last night we began that journey. And you're invited to the next one, listener. Yes, you are. We would love for you to be uh, there. And so last night was the 13th of September. So we've got a couple more of those coming up in September. And then we'll take the first weekend in October or Wednesday in October. And then we'll follow up those, those next two. Or, well, there's actually a week on, week off. Hey, you can check out our website, fbca.org slash midweek, and that gives you the information Mm -hmm. and the topics and all that good stuff. But study up. Study up. Hey, here's the thing, and we've we've talked about this a lot. One of the things we've the three of us have talked about some and, and even just a few minutes ago, like I feel like so many of these things we can point to families in our ministry and part of the joy of um of serving in youth ministries, we get to watch a lot of people do this really well. And uh, but I, I said, I said to this class last night. I think I said it to our our prayer group that we were with last week as well. Like I used to be a really really great parent. Like I've been in youth ministry for twenty seven years. I think my first thirteen years of youth ministry, I was a really really solid parent. And then fourteen years ago, I had kids, and uh, my parenting level. I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's as good as it used to be. Sure. So um, that's part of the challenge. And, and we continue to say it like parenting is not for the faint of heart. No. Right. It's mm-hmm. a tough job. But we really do that believe that God's uniquely prepared us for these seasons in our lives and yeah. the things that we're facing. So Chelsea, really what we came here today to talk about is some of your greatest parenting failures. Oh, uh, if you want to begin uh, yeah, to lay those I've out. Got a long list. <laughs> Which one do you want to hear about? Tanner, what are our favorite uh, the favorite Failures you've watched us uh, as parents oh, through, the, through the last I, year. I watched your son take his shirt off at a Rangers game. Oh, <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing there's like no... your fourth grader deciding. To I'm not to sure take that's a failure off. though, because I was kind of, I was like, Todd, Todd might be onto something. The Rangers little, are winning. So. You're a little jealous. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a rally cap thing or whatever, but yeah. 
Hey, as we started last night, some of what we've decided we're going to give this a try is what are some of the things maybe we didn't get to talk about or we can kind of unpack a little further uh, on the podcast that we weren't able to do um, in the in the classroom or the Welcome Home Center technically uh, last night where we were. But let me ask you guys this. Okay. Uh, one of the things that we kind of started off, and I said I hear parents often say, like, I'm so worried about some of these outside influences that are coming into my kids' lives. Mm-hmm. What what are some of those things? Like, are y'all hearing from parents? Or are you seeing from students? Like, what are some of the things that are the outside influences that are, are either have a negative impact or that parents are just concerned that um, that their kids are – some of that is just coming of age mm-hmm. to where you get to a place where mm-hmm. suddenly these things show up in their lives. What, what are some of those kind of pressure points or, or – places for our parents that that we're seeing in the lives of our students and our families Mm. you know I think parents have a lot of concerns about the wrong crowd Mm. the wrong friends that could be involved with things they don't want their children involved with yeah I mean which could be any any number of things you know (laughs) yeah I I mean I've said this on this podcast before and I think I've said this for a long time everything in our world wants something from our students um, so like when you're asking that question, like social media and like the technology in their hands, um, and all the, everything that they have access to because of that technology, uh, it, and it's all seeking their attention. And, yeah. uh, if it's not seeking their dollars, uh, it's seeking their, uh, attention so they can make dollars off of their attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, Rarely is it actually fulfilling or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Almost all of it is seeking uh, the best way to keep your attention so that you'll stay on. Yeah. I think well, we talked about Netflix. I think Chelsea said this. Netflix CEO said that their biggest competitor is just sleep. That's <laughs> wild. <laughs> That's yeah. the one thing you have to really uh, yeah. worry about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, That's right. Netflix would rather you watch than sleep. Yeah, they so. can care less, right? They just want I mean, your, they, they do want a good dollar. job keeping you engaged. That, that yeah. really is true. It's working. It's working. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I mentioned last night to our parents, and I think sometimes it's hard to believe this, but like rather than worrying, and we certainly need to worry about those things. Like we Fair. need to, yeah. to continually monitor and keep an eye on things. And if you look at just the sheer number of hours typically we have with our kids, it's more so than most people. Mm-hmm. And depending on, I mean, again, you look at how many hours our kids spend a day at school. Our teachers aren't monitoring their social media. They're not monitoring their phones. You know, that's not their mm-hmm. job for one. Um, but like that, that still is our responsibility. But everything we continue to find, study after study, continues to say that parents are the number one influencer in the life of a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the life mm-hmm. of a child. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things last night we we talked a lot about that. And some of that, like, let me just go through a few things we talked about last night, y'all. Number one is this, like that parents, we play this huge role in the lives of our children, yeah. right? So, Chelsea, you've got little guys. You've got preschoolers. Mm-hmm. So um, do you feel like you play a fairly decent role in the life of of your two children? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the words we use, the things that we say, <laughs> the way we model different behaviors, you can see them all pick it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's crazy. It's spooky, isn't it? It is. Especially when you realize you're like in a echo chamber. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, did right. I say that? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, there are a few things through the years. It's like, oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. but, but part of that, y'all, I, I, I was telling our group last night, like, um, you know, Chelsea, y'all, y'all walked through some challenges as well in, in trying to get to the place where you had kids. And, um, and I just said, like, I think I'm grateful in some ways for some of the challenges we had because I, I, I want to think at least that we don't take our kids for granted as much as maybe we would have. Mm-hmm. It's probably not even fair to say. But, mm-hmm. you know, like there are things when you've walked through difficulty that at times you just look at them and I said, like, like you watch other people have children, and, and most often I think it's you assume that was very easy for them. Yeah. And, and oftentimes we just don't talk about the challenges we had to, to become parents. Um, but you realize, like, the miraculous nature of the, the whole <laughs> – the fact that kids are born every day. Yeah. You know, it's just – and so at some level I look at that and think you see the value and you see how God intentionally put these children in our lives – and and why, you know, I said last night, like, why out of our eight children did the Lord only allow us to keep three kids? You know, mm-hmm. like, like that we had three kids that were born um, out of our eight pregnancies. And so, but I, but I see some of the value of that. Like, you look at, at Mark 9, where, where Jesus points to just the value of, of children. You look at Psalm 127, where the Lord tells us that that children really are a gift from him. They're a treasure from, from God. I, I was joking last night, like one of my, my brother used to jack with me all the time. But one of the things he always said to me was, man, I remember when you were born and he was five years old, you know? Um, <laughs> but he said, yeah, like first time they put you in, in mom's arms and mom looked at dad and said, oh my goodness, it's a treasure. And he said, and my dad looked at my mom and said, yeah, let's go bury it. Oh, um, my it's God. like, you know, they, I was like, but I'm sure as the older brother, he really want, wanted me to be the buried yeah. treasure. But I think part of that is seeing, like, I, I told our parents last night, like, we have to see ourselves as this primary influencer. Like, we are the most significant influence in our kids' lives because mm-hmm. we genuinely are. And all this research continues to point to that. Like, it has for forever. Uh, right. You know, even our pastor sent us an article this week. I think I forwarded it to you guys. He sent yeah, it to you me did. on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the title of this this article from the Christian Post was "Uncommitted Christians Causing Catastrophic Decline in Biblical Worldview in America." And really, so much of that article even pointed to mm-hmm. really the role of parents and the role that the home plays in the lives uh, of these kids. But let me, let me ask you this. What are, what are um, I mean, we look at some of our families that are really healthy, mm-hmm. um, and, and there are beautiful things that, again, we get to see. What, what are some of the ways that you guys see our parents pouring into their kids that you would say, man, like, I want to do this with my kids mm-hmm. as they get older? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, we had a family in Saginaw. I used to say, okay, I just need to, like, take a class from you because <laughs> I look at your kids, and I think that's what I hope to see one day like mm-hmm. what are the things you guys see in our families that you think man i want to do that i want to influence my kids in the way that these parents are influencing mm-hmm. our students well i so a great example that popped into my head immediately uh was the robinson family um and they may listen to this so i might embarrass them but uh uh we we went to the rangers game on sunday and they decided that they were going to buy extra tickets just so their whole flock can come and yeah. they said kids invite your friends there were a bunch of people there with the robinson family uh mm-hmm. and i think something that is unique about that family is that 
those parents just love their kids' friends and love on their kids' friends really well. And I know it's a safe place to come hang out. I know that Donita loves to engage all those kids' friends, and Chad Mm -hmm. loves to shoot the breeze with all those kids' friends. And uh, they have created, I think, a really cool community surrounding their kids uh, in Mm -hmm. ways that I really admire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember during the um, the ice apocalypse, a bunch of their friends came over and were like sheltered with them, for, just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of families who are just really intentional about teaching, uh, teaching their kids the importance of serving others, mm. and so they will do things together as a family. And I've seen, as their children become like more of adults. They're choosing those things for themselves, and they're making time for that themselves, and it becomes their own priority, not their parents. So that's really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, the the next thing, and there's some of that just continues on in some of what we talked about last night, but Mm -hmm. part of of the thing I think also is just we talked about was aligning our priorities. Like how Mm -hmm. are you prioritizing things in your life? And I I think so often the busyness of of raising kids, and I think as I'm seeing as they get older, it's it's a different busy phase by phase in our kids' lives. Yeah. Right now we're beginning to get to the phase where we're chasing kids to ball games and sporting things and you know mm-hmm. um, school stuff that that is keeping our schedule. It's it's getting a little more hectic all the time. But but part of the thing, it's like we just really how we align our lives and kind of center them around certain things. We just told parents last night, like, a part of what you have to do is, is figure some of these things out. But I think even biblically, like, there, there, there's, there's just a biblical model that you piece together through Scripture of how this mm-hmm. thing should look. And part of that is, number one, obviously, first and foremost, like, walking with Jesus. Yeah. And then our kids need to see that, and our kids are watching that. But, uh, you know, I was telling them last night, like, my wife can tell you when I'm not walking closely with the Lord. Like, mm. it, it affects how I treat her. Yeah. It affects how I respond to my kids. It affects how I do my job. Probably affects how I drive home or sit in traffic or whatever. Sure. But, like, that has to be priority. And and then I think we're at often our jobs get in the middle of things, our, um, you know, our hobbies, the things we want to do, our kids' activities, our kids' But just reminding parents last night, like we've we need to prioritize our walk with Jesus mm-hmm. as followers of, of Jesus, and then our our marriage. If you're married, like your marriage has got to be pushed in there, mm. and you've got to protect that and take care of that. And then your relationship with your kids, and then your job, your career, all those things, and then everything else kind of comes behind that. Right. And and um, you know how many times we we see parents. Their kids grow up and move off, and they don't know what to do with the person they've, you know, mm-hmm. fell in love with and, and and married years and years ago, and it just creates this awkward deal where it's like, God, they've they have, uh, and I think it's a trap we could all easily fall into. Absolutely. You know? Like I love like you talking earlier, Chelsea. Like everybody doesn't have the like my kids are you know we don't have grandparents we can take our, our mm-hmm. kids to, but like. Like even the example, like you and Kyle continually said, I feel like you guys do such a good job of just creating time for you guys. I mean, that's part of your well, tell you. me something good. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like how important is that that right. that even at this age, that your kids as toddlers see that in you guys, and part of mm-hmm. that it's healthy for them to go 
hang out with their grandparents or mm. hang out with their aunt yes. and uncle, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, like, I think it's, it, it could be really easy to slip into just being roommates and just being like yeah. <laughs> co-parenting or mm-hmm. just getting all the tasks done and not focusing on the relationship. And so, but if you don't prioritize it, if you don't create the space for it, then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You look up you one day. You could lose it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at all these families the that, like, when their kids leave the house and they're like, what, who are you again? Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Let me introduce myself to mm-hmm. you because I don't know you. I, As you're talking about this, it kind of reminds, I mean, <laughs> it reminds me because I'm dealing with it, but it's, I mean, it's like a budget. You only have a certain amount of money mm. and you've got to decide what the most important things are. Like, yes, you have to pay yeah. for your home. You have to pay for food. You have to pay for gas, whatever it is. And the other things come behind it. And you only have a certain amount of time, so you mm-hmm. have to budget it. Um, you can't add more time to your day. You can add yeah. conveniences, you know, if you're like, I don't have time to grocery shop, so we're going to have groceries delivered, or we're going to do order pickup, or whatever it is. But you can't add more hours to your day. That's right. So you, know, you have we to We really struggled when our kids were young because we just didn't feel like, and part of that was budget. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't feel like, and, and, and we had grandparents then we could lean on. But it was like we didn't feel like we could afford the babysitter, oh, right. you know, and things, you know, one income. Teresa was home with the kids, which we're grateful for and would never change that. But it just it was really difficult mm. times to do. But we also I would say we look back now. We've been married almost 19 years. We look back and realize like there's some struggles we've had to work through. And I think some of it came through those years where, you know, we just didn't invest in our marriage. And we could have mm-hmm. been creative in doing that, sure. more creative in doing that in a way that I think would have, I mean, it would have paid off, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was saying last night, like, like these should be the, the way things align that are, you know, our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with our spouse, if you have one, mm-hmm. um, with your kids, then your job, then everything else. But there are seasons, um, sure. right, that it's going to get out of whack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the example I gave was, uh, how about camp season? Uh, so Ooh, we do our own season. camp around here. <laughs> so I'm assuming Chelsea, like the week before and the week of camp, Kyle feels like you're you're clearly he's the priority <laughs> in your life, right? Yeah, my kids feel Making that sure. way too. Good, good. All right, great. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- you know what? Having uh, a fully staffed team here, where mm. we are all really competent and capable. It got better this year, but, um, you know, we could at least, (laughs) we could go home and have dinner and then be like, okay, back to work after bedtime. (laughs) Let's, I say like, you know, there are going to obviously be seasons like that. There are seasons where kids are really busy and so Mm -hmm. things are going to get out of whack. Of course. And and they, and, you know, my family knows that. They understand, Mm -hmm. you know, my kids are old enough to realize like, hey, camp's in three weeks. It's going to be busy. And as we get a little closer, it gets a little crazier. And then we're going to, we're going to get back to it. Uh, but that's part of that when when we walk through those seasons, trying to reset and make sure that we're we're lining aligning things again, right? Kind of in the right order. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, again, you can look at all kinds of research. Uh, we we talked about last night the research and social science studies. Social science studies support the fact that the parent-child relationship significantly impacts a child throughout his or her lifetime. And that's like good or bad. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there's so many things I'm not going to share that I'm really like I don't mm-hmm. want to now. I did some last night, but some stuff we're walking through in our family, right? right? Mm-hmm. That as you know, really uh, growing older adults, as median adults, we mm-hmm. use the, the term we use here in our church. But the things that we're facing, and I and I love that that part of it realizing like 
it's a it's a lifelong relationship, hmm. and it never like it changes. The role changes, but it's not going to necessarily lessen. That's um, a part of that. And, and I'm assuming like like you guys both have great relationships with your families, mm-hmm. with yeah. your parents, um, and that's you know I'm super close to my folks, particularly my dad. Um, and so you know now there's this huge kind of gap. We're figuring that out, but without my dad, but yeah. I mean. How influential are your parents still in your life? Because here's, here's my observation. Both of you walked through your teenage years, through your, I mean, through your journey, through your faith, closely it seems with your parents. Mm-hmm. You were close even as teenagers, you, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. a, I mean, as you sure. can be, you know, at some level. Uh, but now here you are as adults and you still have close relationship with your parents. What what does that look like? Like, what's the benefit for that now as a parent or Tanner, as you look at it as a grown man, you know, and, and if the Lord grows your family to, to have kids one of these days, and a wife too, um, but like, what it is, come on. <laughs> how does that play out? Like, how do you see that in your life? So, you know, like yeah. like the role your parents play Man. is changing, but my, what does it look like now? My parents are such good advisors. Um, mm. Even I, I turned 35 this month, and uh, we're going through a, a home buying process. And wow. listen, my parents bought their home over 30 years ago, so I don't know that they have a lot of experience with the current home market. But, but they're able to speak a lot into those things and help me figure out what words mean because yeah. I was like, hey, what is escrow? Like, should I know that? Um, is that a bird? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or, I mean, when I when I was first living on my own, I would call my dad from the grocery store and be like, what kind of meat do I need to get to make a roast? Like, which one is the right one? And um, so, yeah, I feel like they are just advising me all the time and helping me make good decisions and maybe reassuring me that, like, you really don't have to have it all figured out. Like yeah. every three-year-old has an attitude. Like that is not <laughs> unique to your child. Um, that is good, healthy development, <laughs> you know. So, I yeah. experienced this crazy, what, what I perceived to be crazy fun. Uh, when, when I left for college, something clicked at some point early in my college career where I became a parent's friend rather than uh, mm. their, just their kid. Yeah. Um, and I still seek advice from my parents all the time. Um, this is a lot different than buying a house, but I bought a truck. L- it was this year. I, I almost said last year. That's um, a big deal. But like, I talked to my dad, like, probably collectively for several hours across several days, talking to him about that whole process, um, and whether or not it was a like wise decision or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Jerry's still out, but I love my <laughs> trucks. So. <laughs> um, thanks to Principal Toyota of Hernando um, for sponsoring yeah. youth ministry. That's um, right, that's right. But it's this amazing relationship where uh, I just go and do stuff with my parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now I've got to the point where they don't always pay for me either. So. Right. <laughs> like they, now they're living into the good life. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm off the payroll uh, for the most part, I think. Uh, but yeah, it's been an amazing opportunity in my opinion to continue that relationship and even grow in faith um in a really different Mm -hmm. way uh because i mean neither of my parents are ministers so in some ways they come to me now um and ask questions about faith and the bible and what it means to be a christian um and that way pray at all the family meals too yeah i do oh my gosh oh yeah hey you're the minister (laughs) yeah that's right you get to pray love that (laughs) 
We promise our prayers aren't any holier. Yeah, they're not. We, we enjoy praying. Like we just yeah. get asked every time. Yeah, that's right. We've got a lot of experience. <laughs> what, let me ask you this. Like, can you, what, what would you say your parents did well while you were teenagers that's helped, or as you were growing up, that helped mm. foster? I mean, are there things like that, that helped you then stay close to your folks even into adulthood? Yeah, I think my mom, uh, you've talked about this before, she really mastered the art of not freaking out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she really did feel like a safe place to come when I was upset or scared or, mm-hmm. you know, had messed up. Um, and I didn't always do it, but I knew that I could and things would be yeah. okay. And there were a few times, even like after I had moved out of the house, that she would come to me and say, hey, are you, are you good? Do you need mm. this? You know, how can I, I'm going to buy all your groceries because you are very poor right now or, you know, what whatever way. it is. Yeah. I, I remember my parents coming to visit and I had just asked my dad to look at the dryer and see if he could figure out why it wasn't working. And he's like, nah, let's go to Sears. I already picked one out for you, you know? And I thought, well, I, his love language is gift giving and I appreciated it so much. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man. Um, they just continue to show up and provide and be safe. Mm. I found, especially in high school, I was already the kid that wanted to be at uh, church um, and Young Life and all the other things. And my parents gave me the freedom. They said, if you're involved in stuff, like make that happen. Make it a priority. Um, Commit to things. Mm. Um, I I didn't play sports in high school. Uh, I did have jobs in high school, and they said, uh, we want you to work, but if you get too busy and all the Jesus stuff gets in the way of work, choose the Jesus stuff and giving the freedom to like not always be home for dinner because I was at Young Life or I was at Youth um, and yeah. encouraging the relationships um, with other spiritual leaders because we talked about it on this podcast. It takes more than just your parents yeah. as spiritual leaders in your life to like set you up for success in your own faith journey. Mm-hmm. So my parents did an amazing job of encouraging, and I can name off the guy, Trevor Watson, who is not related to me, but he has the same last name to me. <laughs> Nathan Bryant, Carla Rogers, uh, Corey Knott, uh, all these different people that, uh, some, most of which I still talk to today every once in a while, yeah. they're encouraging those relationships and partnering with those people to help bolster my faith and help me mm-hmm. um, chase after Jesus so early on in that way. And I'm I, forever thankful. I mean, I wouldn't be a youth pastor today if it weren't yeah. for those relationships. So I think like, I, th- I think we're, you know, we're all unique and, and sure we've landed in churches. That doesn't mean we had like family, you know, perfect families. And mm-hmm. certainly they were, we were doing real life right. in our homes growing up. But I would say similarly, Chelsea, my, where my mom, as I got older, my dad, my mom would freak out. My dad did not. Mm. And I remember like coming home, my first wreck, and my mom was like flipping out. It wasn't even my fault. Um, and mom was like going nuts. And my dad sat me down and said, hey, it's okay. This is this is why we have insurance. Mm-hmm. Like the truck's going to be fine, and you're fine, so don't worry about it. Like we'll, we'll take care of this. And, you know, and I've told mm-hmm. the story, like the day – when I, I got thrown in jail as a junior in high school, my dad Good came story. and picked me up. And I don't think that story's made it on the podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I'm like, but my dad looked at me and just said, "Hey, this is gonna be all right. I love you." Um, and but but my mm-hmm. my parents kept showing up, mm-hmm. and and my parents stayed interested in what I was interested in. Yeah, not in the middle of it, but they cared enough to mm-hmm. just kind of follow along with me and let me kind of lead the way at times. And then as we. Became yeah. As I became an adult, like, you know, my, my dad became one of the 
closest friends I had in my life, mm-hmm. and he was my dad. Yeah. So I got yeah. the, the double dip there, which was awesome. But Troy and Michelle, when I started doing Young Life, they're like, well, let's host it at our house. Awesome. So we <laughs> uh, like had like people doing skits on our fireplace and yeah. like, <laughs> all so kinds cool. of stuff. But, you know, experts say you're the, you're the number one influencer, yeah. and, and this influence will continue the rest of your life, good or bad. And we can all tell countless stories about the, the flip side of that. <laughs> Absolutely. But praise God, we've got yeah. beautiful stories of how mm-hmm. our families have – shepherded us well and loved us through a lot of junk you know at least for me i'll speak for me yeah (laughs) and let's jump in real fast a couple more things begin with the end of mind you know like what Mm -hmm. kind of kids are you trying to raise and what do you want your kids to be and i would Mm -hmm. we talked some last night like go write it out what are the things you want to characterize your children and then part of that question is how do you land there how do you help Mm -hmm. your kids get there um, and then really, as we finished up last night, we were talking about just the role model that you are like, and, and there's this change, your kids, when they're little bitty, you're going to say, mommy, look at me, daddy, look at me. It's look at me, look at me, look at me. And suddenly mm-hmm. you're going to see the shift and they won't express it. Most likely, hopefully they won't, you'll, but you'll know it. It's suddenly you realize, Hey, mom and dad, I'm watching you. Um, and that's where it gets scary, or it has for me, because mm. that's I realize now mm-hmm. as my kids are getting older, particularly my oldest, that he really is watching me. Yeah. Um, here's a list we gave, um, or that I intended to read off last night. But here are some of the things that we need to think about. Let me let me just run through these. Um, how do you think? How do you think about things? How do you process things? How do you treat others? Like these are the things your kids are. You're the role model, and they're picking up and they're learning from you. How do you pray? Mm. Um, and how do you talk with those who are hurting or talk about those who are hurting? What do you do with your finances? How do you make financial decisions in your home? Um, how do you make decisions? How do you respond to pain? Uh, ooh. Yep. Uh, when you stub that toe, <laughs> oh, gone it. they're still listening. That should be a, a get-to-know-you question. Like, <laughs> what words did your dad say when he stubbed his toe? Did you learn? <laughs> Don't ask my kids. Uh, <laughs> what, why, and how often do you eat? Uh, what do you What are you watching on TV? If mm-hmm. they go and find like what's your recently played stuff on Netflix, is that going to be something you think? Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how how <laughs> how consumed are you with social media? Mm-hmm. Do you get off your phone? Do you are your eyes on them? How yeah. you prioritize things? How you drive? This is one that's getting me y'all because I realize like. Oh, no, like I've got to model this because whatever yeah. I do, he's going to do. Man. And I've got less than two years before. We turned Lucy's car seat Ooh. around, and all of a sudden she is Ooh. very aware of what I'm doing. She yelled at me the other day. She was like, the light is red. I said, okay, well, you can turn right on red. I, You are learning the traffic law. It was pink is what I, I always said, say. No, what? it was just pink. It hadn't turned <laughs> red on. yet. You don't know. You don't have a license. Listen <laughs> here. Yeah. You can hold it. Oh, uh, my gosh. You know, when you're happy, when you're sad, how you talk about those that are less fortunate, how you deal with conflict, um, where you place yeah. the value of faith conversations, like, they're watching. They right? are. I Everything. mean, and whether or not they like it, you know, they're going to be following the model that you set, and Seriously. they'll bring that into other relationships, into yeah. friendships, mm-hmm. and dating and marriage relationships. So yeah. it's so interesting that, you know, when you have friends or um, dating partners and you meet their families, it really does help you understand yes. why they are the way that they are. And so we have to think about what we're doing and how that is affecting our children and their future relationships, yeah. whatever they might be, the way yep. that they handle conflict and finances and mm-hmm. being upset and all Tonight. that good stuff. Yeah. I, really, I had in my notes somewhere like, okay, what are the things you do 
that you always swore you would not do as oh a child? Like, don't you? Do you have those things? <laughs> I do. There are little things that I do. There's like a silly one that uh, when my family would go on trips, like vacations, anything, we had to deep clean the house before we left. Yeah. Like scrub the baseboards. Like everything's spotless, so that when you came home, you were coming home to oh, a clean man. house. And it was great when you got home, but in preparing for a trip, it was so annoying. And Kyle hates it because I'll be like, uh, you better take that day off because we'll we be clean cleaning yeah, all you'll day. You'll be doing baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> and when we were getting ready to leave for this vacation, he checked a box that he did not do. And I was like, did you do that? He was like, I just didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> like, Kyle Jenkins. No, Outed. So, you busted. Outed. Yeah, you we'll know talk to him That is that not too. a thing that they did, um, but it is a thing we do now. <laughs> but let's be honest. There's nothing like you want. Yeah. I love coming home to a clean house. It's Teresa's so nice. that way. I love it. Ugh. Man. Yeah, there's some things. I make noises or do things in the car, like with the brakes and stoplights <laughs> that my dad used to. And it drove me nuts i mean like crazy especially the older i got like as a mm. teenager and once i started driving I'm like you have got to be kidding me and there are times i'm like oh my goodness You've i'm doing that him. exact thing <laughs> i was <laughs> telling you right here i was telling you get you and david yesterday right i was taking a sip of water i don't think there's yes <laughs> any water in my cup right now but every time i do this uh every time my dad takes a sip of water he goes <laughs> I, I do it too and we also all that, we're yeah. excited we're all excited here there's a, this is an asmr podcast now apparently when, when a watson man is excited he always rubs his hands together really fast like this oh my gosh <laughs> which was so funny because oh, like, oh it. yeah because like, you do it all the time i yeah. do it all, Not all the, the time, time but when you're excited cartoon villain right there. <laughs> Yeah, I was that's like, so I have, funny. that's a picture. Yeah, I've gotten this look into to your life or your family. Mm. Now, the last thing, again, is this. You you look at Deuteronomy 6, and this passage that we continually point to with our families, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 8, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk mm. about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up and tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, like we're commanded to pass along our faith to our children. Mm-hmm. And we always say this, and, and this I think is oftentimes maybe one of the more intimidating roles that parents have. Like we are to be the primary disciples in our children's lives. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, we pass things off and we pay professionals to do a lot of things for us, right? Yeah. And this is one oftentimes I think – we love to relegate because it's intimidating. And as I said to families last night, I think part of the reason this is so intimidating for people is because no one's ever discipled us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've not mm-hmm. walked through a relationship like that, and we didn't with our parents. Mm-hmm. But this is the role. You go back to the Think Orange book from Reggie Joyner, and and um, the numbers they give is the, the average kid who goes to church, a family who's in church you know, a, a lot during their year, Averages mm-hmm. about 40 hours in a given year to influence a child's life. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, is parents average about 3,000 year, uh, 3,000 hours a year with their kids. And so you yeah. look at that. If we get 40 hours, and a lot of our students, we get a lot more than that. But sure. if we get 40 hours, say we get 150 hours a year with these students, mm-hmm. there's only so much we can do that. You go back to the budgeting thing, mm-hmm. but you look at the role of a parent, and we may have 3,000 hours in mm-hmm. life of a kid. Well, who's going to have the greater influence? Right. right, absolutely. And so part of that, just that 
that our kids don't need us to be spiritual giants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how we feel oftentimes, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like there's something we, we should glow in the dark. We don't. But what they need to see is someone who's genuinely trying to follow the person, the teachings mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I said, one of the things I saw that influenced me and my brother was my dad was a youth worker, became a youth worker when my brother was in high school. And for the first time in my life, I saw my dad. My dad's Bible moved from his nightstand to the table beside his chair in the living room. Mm -hmm. And I began to see my dad live out his faith differently. And I saw that shape my brother's life, and it changed some things in my brother's life that that was being partnered with my church and our youth pastor, Becky. And then those things influenced me. Mm -hmm. And so I believe, like, there's a part of our faith. My dad was very quiet about his faith. You know, honestly, he just didn't talk about it. But we saw things lived out in my parents' life, particularly in my daddy's life. Mm -hmm. Um, And parents, I'll just tell you, like, that's such a big part of the role you play. There's a lot, man, we could unpack and continue yeah, to talk about. That's but that's so good. Um, it's not about having all the answers and being yeah. able to explain the whole Bible, but if the way that you're living your life reflects that that you're trying your best to follow Jesus, that's yeah. going to it's gonna have a huge influence. That's right. Well, hey, before yeah. we go, do you guys have some resources that you would like to share with families? Yeah. What you got, Tanner? Well, first of all, you said something about glowing in the dark. If you do happen to glow in the dark, go see a doctor. It's probably um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Into that. My resource is the Home Life Center here at First Baptist Church of Arlington. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, it's in our Welcome Center, the Hamill Welcome Center. Uh, okay, okay. You have to say it that way if you're Ooh, talking on. from the pulpit. Right. Um, uh, right next to our Welcome Home Center is the Home Life Center. Um, the Home Life Center is full of fun resources for parents um, regarding their kids, um, really uh, all the way through uh, the parenting journey. Uh, and we are actually working uh, right now on making sure all that's updated and making sure that it's uh, kosher. And we, we already believe in the resources there. We just want to make sure that uh, we continue to revisit them and make sure that they uh, work for our context. Yeah. So I would encourage you to go take a gander. Uh, it's all graded. Uh, it's all age-based. So look at where your kids are and grab the materials. Yeah. Okay. See that one. I yes. love that one. Um, so mine is Habitudes, which is a leadership book, but I think it has a lot of good imagery in it for parenting as Great well. Um, so basically it's just – Short little um, images, analogies for you to think through. Yeah. And then it has questions at the end. But let me just tell you, the first one is about an iceberg and about how um, your an iceberg represents your leadership. 10% above the water is your skill. 90% below is your character. And so I think in parenting, same. 10% yeah. can be like you actually being competent, but 90% is your character as, yeah. a, as a parent. The second one is... Um, the starving baker, where the baker keeps giving away his bread for others and forgets to feed himself. And so mm-hmm. the importance of feeding. Anyway, lots of good stuff here. It's only 50 pages, so it's it's a quick read. You can just do one or two at a time. Wow, Tim um, so that's so good. Tim Elmore, he's Sorry, got a lot of great stuff for youth ministry and parenting as well. <sighs> so yeah. good. Well, I'm, I want to point you to the phase guides. We've, we've encouraged families through the years. There's a guide for um, every year and grade of your kids' lives um, as they grow up. Uh, beginning in that first year with a new baby. Um, and so you can check these out through the parent queue, but it's phaseguides.com is a place. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, things like that. But it's just a great resource that's specific to your child's phase in life. 
and has a lot of great resources, some journalist stuff, books to read. There's just all kinds of encouragement for families. So, uh, well, y'all, thanks for being with us today. Chelsea Tanner, thank you uh, for hanging out. Thanks for sharing with our families. Thank you, uh, Francis family and uh, Watson family <laughs> for raising remarkable kids and, uh, and doing it really well because we're all benefiting from it. So um, we're grateful for you guys. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, This is a challenging journey that we walk as parents, but we believe that God has uniquely created you and equipped you to do it. Um, And it it really does take a village, so we want to be a part of that village for you. So thanks for being with us today. See you next time. See you next time.